3: Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on
5: VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, vsin.com, the VSIN app. I almost did it again. Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge—all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Um, I, we, we, I, we didn't do a pro tip last hour, Kelly. I, I, can we do an off-air pro tip? Is that allowed, or is that not allowed?
6: An off-air pro tip. Well, because you're yeah, you're,
5: you're doing something right now that I think is a great pro tip. Yeah. Kelly, I'll let you tell everybody. Well, what I'm just
6: looking into uh, Drew, Drew Dinzik and I got talking about it on a break. Uh, just some alt win totals for the NBA season yes. posted uh, at some sports books here. It's really not something I've ever seen before. We, uh, uh, you know, you and I have freaked out over the past few years about those being available in the NFL. Um, and we think they offer some great value. So I'm back here basically trying to figure out. Who has crunched numbers on NBA wins and win totals and what, you know, how much a win is worth to a a line and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know. I might have to do some math tonight, Gil, and uh, figure that out.
5: Well, I think it's a, I I can't, I would love to have a camera on you doing the math on this. It's your, we talked about it before the NFL season. Really the notion that, that books can properly price the alternate season win totals market is probably a fallacy. There is going to be a lot of opportunities, not only in the NFL we talked about before the season, but also before the NBA season. Uh, if you lo- All it takes is for you to look back at the final standings and see uh, the standard deviation from what the actual uh, season win total was pre-flop. That's your pro tip for the hour. Check out the all-season win totals markets. There's value there. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers, of course. Uh, at vston.com only, where you can sort them by sport and by show. By the way, real quick, before we get to Pritch, uh, not only did we get the Atlanta Brave NL East, but I have also started adding to the NL uh, to the World Series bets on the Atlanta Braves. I have four in pocket, much less risk than was involved in the NL East bets, uh, plus 750 plus 650 plus 600 and plus 600 so so plus 750 plus 656 to one six to one I've made four bets on the Braves to win the whole diliosis with um, the Braves getting the uh the time off now after today before the division series so uh, those bets are in pocket two fader follow as they like to say all right, Mike Pritchard is here, ladies and gentlemen. He actually played the game of football at the highest level, national champion, of course, for the uh, Colorado Buffaloes in his college days, and of course, Vison Stalwart. We always appreciate uh, Mike making the time. How you doing, Mike? Good morning.
7: Gil, Good morning. Great to be with you and Kelly. How are you guys doing?
5: We're doing great, man. I'll speak on Kelly's behalf. He's doing great. Am I allowed to speak on your behalf, Kelly? Is that okay? Yeah, of course.
6: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
5: Uh, Co-host of Beeson's Pro Football Blitz as well. Mike, I'm going to start with you where I ended with Drew, which is if the Bills and the Chiefs and the Eagles, in whatever order, are your top three power-ranked teams, who do you feel comfortable making number four at this point?
7: Wow, what a great question right there. Um, You know... Man, <laughs> what a question. It's so early in the morning. I'm, there, so, sorry. I'm so sorry.
5: Appreciate that. We'll um, submit them uh, in advance in future.
7: Uh, yeah. No, right. You know what? Um, because it's a guess and, and the quarterback involved in it, the Packers don't seem to be a bad selection right there. Wow. To be honest with you, because I think there's a ton of upside with that football team. You know, it's, it's not a question of a new quarterback with a new team or a new coach or anything like that. It's a, it's a team that's won 13 games, three years in a row. Uh, that's tinkered a little bit with their roster. Now they're a young roster, but it's not like they're not talented. Uh, if they can get some continuities in and some con- consistency, uh, and then maybe add a piece. Like we saw the Rams add last year. We saw the Buccaneers kind of add on their hot run as well. A couple of years ago. So, if the Packers continue to stay hot, play well, win games, and then if they add a player or two down the down the stretch, uh they seem like uh they could slide into that fourth spot.
6: Yeah, like Gil, it sounds to me like Pritch is coming out of retirement. That's
5: what that was. <laughs> Flopping for a job. <laughs> they could use they could use a pair of good hands. Agree, yeah,
7: well they need some speed and some agility too. I don't think I have
5: that right now. Oh wow. Well you know a few weeks in the training and I'm sure you'll be fine. All right, so let me ask let me go to the other side of the league because mm-hmm. this, and this is for betting purposes this to me is at least in my brain is becoming a thing which is the Carolina Panthers. So we right. think of when we think of okay, who are the worst teams and and we think about this through a survivor lens a couple years ago where like oh, the Jets were so bad, you could fade them every week and you would just continue on in survivor. And when we think about the worst teams in the NFL this year, a team that doesn't necessarily pop up in people's heads first is the Carolina Panthers. But I want to make the case again for them, which is there's this stat that we've been talking about for a couple weeks. And now every, I, you know, I'm sure everybody's talking about it now, which is Matt rule under Matt rule. The Carolina Panthers are now one and 26, one in 26 lifetime. When the opponent scores 17 points or more, by the way, it's Owen 24 in the last twenty-four of those. That is a remarkable stat, because again, we're not talking about the opponent scoring 24. We're not talking about the opponent scoring 30. Mike, we're talking about them scoring 17. And so right. last week I just got into sort of auto mode with this, right? I haven't I haven't had that auto mode feel for a while where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I remember everything you said about Kyler Murray, but I'm gonna take them because I think they can score 17 points. Have we gotten to a point yet with this team, the Panthers? that we ought to be thinking about their opponent every week for bets and saying to ourselves, yeah, if this team can score 17, if we think they can, just shut your brain off and make the bet.
7: Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, it was a good bet with the Cardinals too because of just how – great the Cardinals have been uh, covering numbers uh, on the road and how great their win-loss record has been on the road, too. So I just thought it was a good spot to back the Cardinals in that matchup, too. But, no, I would take a look at Carolina that way. I, you know, a lot of a lot of the National Football League is is the identity uh, of a football team. And Matt Roll has produced that level of an identity uh, for this football team to the tune of the fact that people say and suggest that, you know what, He's kind of a college coach, you know, because it's like, Gil, when players don't play for you or if they don't get better in areas in which they have to get better, then then that falls on the coaching. Uh, If you look at the buy in immediately, let's just compare and contrast for the Giants, you know, not a talented roster, but my goodness, they play hard and. And they're auditioning for Dayball. And it seems like the majority of players want to be there. Now they probably won't because they're just not good enough. Uh, but in Carolina, it's it's a piecemeal. You know, the, the GM led the press conference for Baker Mayfield, not Matt Roll. Mm. You know, the GM led the press conference in terms of we're gonna we're gonna have a quarterback competition for Sam Darnold and and and, and Baker Mayfield and, and all this, and it's gonna be fabulous. But where was Matt Roll, right? And I don't know what he has in terms of influence on, on that roster, but it certainly hasn't produced anything uh, resembling what we need to see uh, from Carolina in the National Football League.
5: Yeah, and he seems like a lovely guy. He was a great college coach, both at Temple mm-hmm. and at Baylor. And, and you know, you, you only want the best for a guy, but it, it just has not worked out. Right, biggest understatement we can make uh, on that. Uh, what do you like best this week? When you look at the Week 5 slate, what, uh, what pops out for you?
7: Well, I need some ed- education from you here. Okay. So I'm going to take this uh, time and, and my advantage, my edge here talking to you because I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, when we have, uh, you know, home favorites not doing very well uh, in terms of against the spread, but yet we have some significant home favorites here uh, laying some big numbers or bigger numbers. And, and I'm just curious about why this week in particular we're seeing that. Because I haven't seen anybody really assert themselves, in, uh you know, from a home favorite standpoint, uh, to the tune of laying seven, laying eight, you know, even even laying, you know, some of these bigger numbers that you're seeing this week.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, the simple answer to that is, is, it's, I mean, like it is every week, but these are such interest. It's all matchup driven here in this case because right. like, the Bills being fourteen point favorites against the Steelers. I mean, when was the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers? franchise was 14 point dogs Uh, and never, never. never, If you go back to the database Mm -hmm. goes back to 1978, never. And so, you know, I don't know where you stand on that. It was, should Trubisky have been benched for Pickett?
7: Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I mean, I I think you got to start the clock on a quarterback. That's your number one draft choice. Uh, so many teams are afraid that they're going to ruin a kid, but there's so many college offenses. I mean, Pittsburgh, they're running the, the college offense. They're running the same kind of offense that Pickett ran. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. Get this guy up to speed in training camp and then get him in there as soon as possible. Uh, because now you've just set the clock. You started the clock now. And, and now he's up against it with this win-loss situation where you know Tomlin's going to be eyeing a losing record perhaps this year. But there's a lot more pressure on Pickett now than there would have been at the beginning of the year. So I I don't know why they handled it that way. I thought Trubisky should have been an insurance policy uh, more so than your captain and and leading your team out there. Uh, I do tell I will say that, you know, I do have a lean towards the Seahawks, you know, both teams uh, traveling. If you figure the London trip and you figure back-to-back situations with the Seahawks. Uh, But one thing about Pete Carroll is he's created a competitive roster and outside of, winning the super bowl against denver and then maybe a letdown the next week uh, with a familiar opponent uh i I think i've seen the seattle seahawks and against atlanta and certainly against detroit be competitive and and i don't know with annie dalton as the starting quarterback how great uh the saints roster is i know they picked up chris harris uh to kind of bolster that secondary too so the, the saints are indicating to me that you know there's there's a lot of things not going according to plan, if you know what I mean, and then coming back on that long trip too. So I got to lean towards Seattle for my best situation mm. as we speak in right now on a Wednesday, Gil.
5: Well, that's uh, that's two votes for Seattle already on the show today. Drew Dinsick liked them as well. And, okay, and I do think, and I do think you're right. As you were talking, I, I did think to myself, Mike. At least, and I'm going to raise my hand. I'll only speak for myself. I do owe Pete Carroll a bit, a bit of an apology, right? Because he, they've, they look pretty good. And remember, we were sort of mocking him, like, hey, you don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. Really, you're going to go with Gino and Drew Locke? That has worked out beautifully so far with Gino. So, yeah, give him a, I guess i have got to give him a little apology here, or at least early on in the season. Mike, always appreciate it. Um, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week.
7: My pleasure, guys. I look forward to
5: it. Mike Pritchard, everybody at Mi Pritchard on. Twitter, VEASAN, uh, host, and staple. We'll come back. Will Hill joins us. Basketball and football next.
4: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon,
1: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life,
2: A numbers game on vSIN, the sports betting network.
5: Football season is in full swing. In case you haven't noticed, and for everything you need to know before betting this week, subscribe to vSIN Pro. Here are all the benefits. You get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, that includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips, updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Kelly, I thought pro tools was something else there for a second. Sign up on our discounted football special to get VEASAN pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smart all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Kelly, you still obsessed with the alternate season win totals over there? You can tell the truth. I've narrowed down my list at least. Kelly Bidlin has been just obsessed with this this morning. We get tweets at me in the book. Always appreciate it. Scola just wanted to uh, clarify for us. He said, uh, Chester Copperpot is the skeleton in the Goonies. We finally found it, too. Skeleton in the Goonies. Yeah, Kevin had
6: it all along. He knew it. Just a
5: copper. Bond. A reclusive
6: hermit who disappeared in 1935 whilst on the hunt for one eyed Willie.
5: By the way, you start using the word whilst, you're right. at a whole different level. Right? Whilst. Whilst. Touchdown, Jesus. Since Judge is a uh, fait accompli on the MVP, maybe Verlander can slide over and get the uh, comeback player of the year and Otani can steal the Cy Young. Here's hoping. Yeah, we'll see. Verlander with another. Perfecto. was it a perfecto or was it a no hitter through five yesterday? I think it was no hitter. Just getting done, getting it done. Verlander, Pujols, huh? Isn't that fascinating, huh? Just want to throw that out there. Kenny G, morning guilt, uh, great hit with the uh, Braves. I usually, I usually follow you, but as you know, being in uh, living in South Florida, we do not have legalized gambling. Not sure we ever will. Great show as always. Wait, so he follows or he doesn't follow? I don't understand. South Florida, what's the uh, betting story there? It was there for a minute. Enough for Calvin Ridley to make a bet? <laughs> yeah, ask Calvin Ridley about it. He <laughs> knows. Cal- I was Port- there for a minute. It's all
6: it's all handled through the Seminole Tribe because they uh, handle all the gaming within the state. Yeah. They will be one of the last states to get legalized probably because of all the politics behind
5: there. Dude, This is this in Cali, in California this November. This is a massive vote coming up. Yes. Massive vote. We'll see what happens there as well. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he is a man of many sports uh, expertise including baseball, football, and basketball. He wants to talk about all of them right now. We will with Will Hill. How you doing, William?
8: Gil, that vote is a lock. I heard your, your ad read for that. Come on. How <laughs> could they pass that up? No <laughs> chance.
5: With me, me pitching for it? Maybe, maybe it's a lock. Hey, um, I want to ask you a few things. One, what would you do? Parles and I, I'm sure you and Parles have had this conversation. Maybe even the three of us had a conversation on a, on a three-way text. If you're the Mets now, faced with the prospect of having a wild card. By the way, all the matchups are set up. And so the Mets are going to play the, uh, the Padres here in a, in a 4-5 National League wild card best of three all of the games in New York. How do you, Will Hill, the manager, set this up pitching rotation-wise with the best of five against the Dodgers on the horizon if you get through?
8: I'd go Scherzer, and then if I lost, I'd go Degrom. If I won, I'd get cute and go Bassett and hope that uh, I can win two nothing and have Degrom for Game One and then Scherzer for Game Two and sort of play it halfway. You can't get too cute because, like you said, you're two losses away from your season ending, so you can't just you know. I know Parles wants to basically you know throw Carrasco and throw the six starter and just line up all his ducks for uh for the Dodgers. I don't think he said that. I think he said. Bassett and, and then Walker, I, f- I forget what he said. I don't he, wanna, he had ex- I, he had it,
5: exactly your scenario. He was like, okay. go go Max game one. If you win, you throw Bassett. If you don't, then you go DeGrom. And and it's it's a really actually good plan because then you could have Max in game one. And then, you know, if you if you wanted in two, you could have DeGrom in game two. Or, or excuse me, the other way around, right? DeGrom won Max game two against the Dodgers and potentially have both of those guys pitch pitch twice in the best of five, but of course the counter is, as you were just alluding to, can you get cute in a best of three?
8: You, you open yourself up to all sorts of criticism if it doesn't work out, yeah, but hey, are. If, if DeGrom loses anyway, I mean, they're going to pitch in some order anyway in this series, DeGrom and Bassett. If DeGrom, if Bassett loses, then DeGrom loses. They were going to lose anyway, most likely. I know that's a weird way to think about it, but well, I would. I would go, I would go, yeah, what were we going to say?
5: No, I was going to say, but, but at least if Because DeGrom is the concern, right? DeGrom, the way he's been pitching is the concern. So at least if you just play it straight up and you go Max followed by DeGrom and don't get cute and DeGrom doesn't have a good game, at least you got another shot at it. Whereas if you're saving him for game three, the decider, and it just turns out to be some bastardization version of him, right? Some bastardized version of him. Then you're like, oh, no, what have we done? Um, I don't know. It's, it's,
8: hey, if he's if he's not Degrom, you're not going anywhere anyway. So you know what? Go down, go down fighting with him. I, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to win if he's
5: not Degrom. It's what makes this postseason yeah. so fascinating. And again, for those who missed it, it's not only that there's the extra wild card round with the best of three, all at the home, all at the uh, better teams ballpark, but it's the fact that it's so crunched up after that, right? It's it's the fact that that these games, like in the In the in in the division series and the championship series, there are if I'm not mistaken, Will there are travel days where you're playing back to backs towards the towards the back side of these. So it's so it's going to be amazing. So who you got? Who's your World Series teams? Boy, we never asked that question. Yeah,
8: I know we talk about everything else, but like the main thing. It's funny. Um, I will go Astros. Dodgers I don't feel good about either. I mean you could talk me into Braves you can talk me to the Yankees believe it or not although I don't trust the back end of their bullpen I'll go uh, I'll go Astro's Dodgers subject to change but man it's it's weird last day of the season I can't remember anything like this where there's nothing at stake because it's always on a Sunday so if there was nothing at stake nobody would really notice because we're all just watching football so it's kind of an eerie day here where we got all these games but none of them really mean anything
5: and all concurrent except for the makeup game this morning. Yeah. Do you have any season win totals on the line here in the last day?
8: I'm all locked in. So I'm just sitting here okay. waiting for uh, some of them to cash in my favor, which is nice. I did bet a few K props today. Framber Valdez under four and a half strikeouts. There's maybe some five and a half still offshore. Looks like he's going to be on a pitch count. And I went Marco Gonzalez over four and a half strikeouts. Sounds like he, it's an empty the tank day from what they said, what the manager said, because they had a double header yesterday. It doesn't sound like Gonzalez is going to be on the postseason roster and they turn around and they play Friday. So it sounds like Gonzalez can throw 100 and 115 pitches. So over strikeouts, On Gonzalez under strikeouts on Valdez. You can find those.
5: So, what I love about you so much is that you love baseball so much. You're like, I am not punting on this final day of the Major League Baseball season. You had some basketball bets you wanted to share, NBA bets that you made.
8: I did. Uh, We talked a lot over the summer about the Nets and why I was high on them and why I didn't think Durant was going anywhere. So, I think you could still get a pretty good number. Obviously, not on the Nets. That's not a bettable anymore at plus 650, plus 700. I mean, at twice the price, it's not really bettable. But Steve Nash, coach of the year, the coach of the year is usually a top two or three seed. I think it's usually a top two seed, uh, except from Thibodeau a couple years ago, which was just a a crazy season out of nowhere for the Knicks. But if Steve Steve Nash keeps his team together and they win, you know, 57, 58 games and it works, which there's a version where this works and there's a version where this goes off tracks. But if it works, I think there's going to be some narrative things here where he kept the team together. His best player wanted him fired and he was able to keep all these crazy personalities together. So I think Nash... Well, 14 to one. I don't know that it's bettable, but it was 20 in the in the 20, 30 to one range. Um, shop around. Again, shop around. Yeah, shop around. There's some yeah. better prices out there. But Nash, I think from a narrative standpoint, is a, is a good bet for coach of the year. And I'm really high on Denver. Usually my season long props, whether it's win totals, player props, I would say 80% or higher on the unders just because of the factor of injury. But to me, Denver at 49 and a half, that's way too low. They're a mid 50s team, maybe high 50s. Uh, I think they're like eleven to one to have the most wins. That's maybe cutting it short, but to me, Denver's a really good regular season team uh, with Murray back. Maybe they get something out of Porter. We, we know how good Jokic is. So Denver over forty nine and a half wins is a good bet for me. I think that's a bad line. You know, it's funny. This time of year, the books get busy too. They have football props to put up, NFL, yeah. college, baseball. You can catch a bad line in the NBA with the season win totals. I think this is kind of an off line.
5: You got Kelly to take his nose out of the alternate season win totals when you said that. Well, I was going to say, Will, yeah. I don't
6: know if you know this or not, but all season win totals. and, and I, They're up at DraftKings. I totally agree with you, though. Uh, I think Denver regular season juggernaut this year, I would totally expect that. Just going back to the coach of the year stuff, hey, this kind of proves how little coaching really matters in the NBA right with Joe Mazzulla 12 to one on the coach of the year odds right away just because we know it's all it's all narrative based right like you just right. connect some wins in a good story and will's betting it the right way with the Steve Nash bet I think and it's it's just it's funny to see a name up there with a guy that's never been a head coach before stepping into this kind of situation
5: but right I think the odds are, are right on all right will week five we only have about a minute left what do you like in the NFL what have you bet
8: I bet the Cowboys, uh, I made this point yesterday. The Rams are starting to remind me of the Lakers a few years ago where they went all in, won a title, and they never really made a run at another one. That's starting to look like the Rams. The offensive line, there's no weapons other than cup. They seem like they won their title and I don't know that they're going to make a run at another one. When you think about it. They got to host the NFC title game and host the super bowl as a four seed and play 10 and seven teams in both of them. So uh, I'm off of the Rams. I like Dallas plus the points. And I think it's a tough spot for Buffalo. They went down to the last play against Miami. They went down to the last play last week against Baltimore. Now it's kind of a spot here where, where Tomlin is really good as a big underdog. I think this is kind of a sleepy spot for
5: Buffalo. So I like Pittsburgh plus the two touchdowns. Kelly, you have any Tomlin stats uh, that I need to know? Uh he has never finished under five hundred in an NFL season. Oh,
6: wow, I didn't say know.
8: it while you can because that's about to end. <laughs> that's
6: about
5: to, it's right. We're gonna we're gonna milk that for as long as we can. That could very well end. One in three right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, staring down the barrel of one in four. Thank you, Will.
8: Twitch.tv slash Gold Goldboy Sunday mornings eleven. I always forget to plug it for, him, but there it is. Bam. Thank you, See Will. you, guys.
5: Will Hill, everybody, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Coming back with Survivor Strategy and Kelly on golf.
4: A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
5: The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. It's our VSEN hockey season prep guide. Look at that handsome magazine right there. It's available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil. Expert! We're- with predictions for team players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. Guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vcen.com slash subscribe. And when I say magazine, Kelly, what I mean is a digital magazine, of That's right. You
6: That's get what that I mean. in PDF format. Well, you can print it out for yourself. Do people still,
5: you know, read magazines, actual, like, handheld? I magazines?
6: don't know. Let's check in on our uh, print media specialist from 1999, Sean McCollum. <laughs> magazines. <laughs> by was, the way, still, yeah, he by got the way, thumbs
5: up. Thumbs up. Sean McCollum was just telling me off screen. He's, he's He is in the, uh, I guess, behind-the-scenes v Survivor, which is a smaller little Survivor thing. Oh, I heard about this yesterday. Getting testy. So, he, so it was down to three, Sean McCollum, the great Isaiah von Wrinkle, mm-hmm. who directs this little program, uh, and then Jason Kahn, who Numbers Game uh, listeners remember is uh, producer number seven famously. And uh, Kahn got ousted, and so it came down to McCollum and Isaiah beyond last week. And so I was just telling Sean, Sean just says, he goes, yeah, we split the pot. And I said, how did those negotiations go? Oh, so go? it was agreed upon. It was agreed upon. I said, because Sean came to me yesterday, he was a little flustered. How so? This is,
6: this is drama, right? Because Isaiah right. is directing the show. Sean's over here on audio. Yeah. And it, and Sean was like, "Yeah, I think we should chop the pot." And I don't. Isaiah doesn't want to go for it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. You, know, uh, you know how the negotiations went, according to Sean. He was like, "Hey, uh, you want to chop the pot?" And Isaiah was like, "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a paraphrase of what happened. That's Big money I,
6: on the line around oh, here, man. Big money.
5: Three figures for each. <laughs> that's right. Three figures for <laughs> three each. Three single-digit figures. Three digits for each. Um, okay. So we get tweets. Sia Najad. It's always nice when people who listen to the show also, chat with Sia Najad, or people who have been on the show, I should say. Sia Najad talking about uh, O's, the mentalist, yesterday. He goes, in all fairness, Gil, you did make it pretty obvious. Reading your body language, it was clearly between Dan Marley and Tom Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> I will just say this. I, 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 Wishnev hit me up yesterday. He goes, he goes oh, my God. Th- that was like neurolinguistic. You have to take a deep dive into neurolinguistic programming. Like it was a whole thing. But that was one of the most awesome, freakiest things ever. It,
6: it, it was great. And it
5: uh, was the mentalist for those O's who missed the mentalist. it Mentalist? Go check him out. Check yeah. out
6: our, our, our piece from yesterday up on YouTube. Uh, check that out. Uh, tweet, we tweeted it out. It's everywhere.
5: He We're, went into my brain. And he produced Dan Marley out of me.
6: Like, Dan Marley. Like, we, we, you asked this yesterday, but, like, we've never once talked about Dan Marley on this show. Ever.
5: Me and you have never had a conversation me about Dan Marley. I'm just trying to think of the eight producers before you. I'm not sure if we have. Uh, it's wild. It's like we, me and me and Jorge Mondaco weren't, like, riffing about Dan Marley.
6: <laughs> Isaiah's on the job
5: right now. We're getting his dates
6: for when uh, Oz is going to be in town here. Yes. And we will try to get him locked in in studio. In studio. Because if he can do that remotely, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get into this, deal trap. trapping, you know, in he, studio. That he, might change.
5: He couldn't get into that yesterday. Couldn't. I believe his quote was, I don't think even Kelly knows what's going on in his <laughs> mind.
6: I didn't catch that. He said that after the yeah, break. He, I don't think he
5: knows what's going on in his head. Yeah, you had like a three-hour delayed reaction to that. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. All right. Um, before we get to our survivor thoughts, real quick on golf, what do you got, Kelly? This yeah,
6: week. Yeah. So we're here at the uh here in Vegas this week with the Shriners Children's Open. Uh that won by Sung J M last year. 144 players in the field, top sixty-five make the cut. TPC Summerlin, one of the easiest courses on tour. Not gonna drag you through a whole lot from this. Sung J M uh winning this event last year. He is one of your short shots coming into uh, the tournament this week. Uh, elsewhere on the board, as far as guys at the top, Patrick Cantlay is your short shot for the tournament. You'll see him around six, seven to one. Sung JM, he's also single digits. Max Homa, Aaron Wise, uh, kind of below 20 to one. And then you got Tom Kim, Taylor Montgomery, Cam Davis, Brian Harmon, kind of in that next group up. Uh, Gil, we talk uh, a lot about. Golf on primetime action. We talked a lot about golf on primetime action. Rest in peace, primetime action. Uh, uh, We're out of 40. this is that fall season. Look, a lot of these guys, there's not a lot of data for us to really model off of when they're playing events every few weeks and taking time off at this time of year. So really just some small plays for me this week. Um, sixth easiest course, by the way, uh, over the past five years of play if you remove 2018 when there was uh, some really high winds out here. So just a few plays for me this week. Did uh, circle Max Homa. Uh, talked about him a bit yesterday. Got him at 20-1. to 1. Still 20-1 as of this morning over at MGM. I think that's a good bet with a guy with the win equity that he has five wins on tour. A great se- a great season last season, just won a few weeks ago at the Fortinet. The drawback here, though, Gil, has missed the cut at this event in four of five appearances. Hmm. I am throwing that stat out the window a little bit because we're talking about one of the easiest courses on tour. There should be more volatility when you're talking about that kind of, uh, kind of course play. play. is not, if this was, if this was one of the toughest courses on tour, I would read into that stat, that trend way more. Now I'm kind of throwing it out the window for this week though. Cam Davis missed cut at the Fortinet top 10 in all the models that I ran this week though. Um, Look, he looked good at the President's Cup. Finished finished the end of last season just a, a month or two a month ago. Uh, very very strong. So forty to one, I think, is a long number on him. I got forty five to one, but there you can easily get forty to one on him. And then uh, the model loves Emiliano Grillo this week, and I have burned a lot of money on Emiliano Grillo in the past. <laughs> Gil, so let's go right back to it. I got him uh, outright 51 to 1 here in town at circa, and then played a top 20 on him at 2 to 1. Uh, and then first-round leader bets, I just wrote down some. I, I will be checking, just double-checking later today that the win's not going to look too crazy for tomorrow before I make bets. But these are guys that do have circled. Grillo, uh, Sung J M. I I do think he is probably the guy rolling in in the best form. Won here last year. Aaron Wise, this is his home course. And then Matthew Neesmith actually putting together a couple nice tournaments. You'll be able to find a long <laughs> number on him. So that's what I'm uh, looking at in golf this week.
5: All right. Did we settle on Grillo over Grio or Grigio?
6: I'm pretty sure. I screw it up every other time.
5: Yeah. He said. I remember once he was like, a, he was like, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, "Dumb Americans just go with Grillo." I think that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. All right, we'll go with.
6: Grillo. I'm usually pretty good with names, but yeah. I, he's one I feel
5: bad about almost every time I say it. Yeah, the Argentine ver- uh, pronunciation should be Grillo, but oh well, you know, you get the, you get the idea. Okay, Survivor talk. Now, week five, thank goodness, has, is not like week three and week four. Week three and week four was a was pandemonium. 25 teams were selected in Circa in week three. I believe it was 18 last week, something like that. Don't hold me to that, but I believe it was that number. Um, Circa has gone from 6,133 entries before the season started to 1,222 in four weeks. But there's a lot of candidates this week. Now, I've put up a bunch on the board here. Let me just go to the bottom three first here, Kelly, and that's the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Saints, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Now, the Saints we've already talked about, and we're just talking about looking at the bigger favorites on the board, and we're using the term candidates broadly here. But for me, the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Bills will not be used. In the Saints' case, I just simply don't trust them. I don't think they're that good at football. Kansas City, better opportunities later, and I think I save them. And with the Bills, there's a Thanksgiving consideration in Circa. So I'm not using any of those three at the bottom. But now there are really five legit uh, candidates above that. Packers, Vikings, Buccaneers, Jaguars, and Niners. The Buccaneers, by the way, you may see camouflaged into its background, but that actually says Buccaneers. So Green Bay is a consideration for those who still have it, right? 44.5% of the people used it, of entries used Green Bay this past week. I, you know, by design avoided them because I wanted that carnage, didn't happen in the end. So I still have the Packers available in one of mine. The only problem with that is, Next week is much more difficult than this week, and the Packers host the Jets next week, and I think I want to save them for that, as opposed to using them here. Yeah, you're not happy with so that? So they're
6: doing the, they're doing the same thing. They don't get. I didn't even look at next week's schedule yet. So they don't have a bye next week after. No, they're going right Florida into London? it.
5: Teams have the choice. They say they want to play right after that. So I, I I I'm tempted by the Packers, but I think next week I need them a little more. Minnesota. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, and San Francisco. At least in the case of Jacksonville, this is probably the biggest favorite they're going to be for the rest of the season. Yeah. So I think Jacksonville, if you have multiple entries like I do, if you're fortunate enough to be in that position, you at least use them on one, if not more. I completely agree. But I I am considering using for others the Vikings, the Bucks and even San Francisco on the road against Carolina, mm-hmm. because Kelly, it's like what I said last with Pritchard earlier, with Mike Pritchard earlier. I think the Panthers might be the team I start to pick on. I, I mean, this is
6: we, we every
5: talked, week. Yeah, we talked about it a bit already. Look, this is
6: this is the time of the year where I, I, I still, lines have adjusted to these teams a bit, but I think you can still win picking on these really bad. There's a, there's a few really bad football teams in the NFL this year. And I think you're right with the Panthers. I the, Quickly, the ones I considered, I, I only have one entry, so the, I just wrote down who I have available. Jaguars, Chiefs, 49ers, Bills, Eagles, who I wrote down. Gil, I think I'm going with the Jags. I think yeah. I'm already kind of locked into it this week. Like you said, I think probably the biggest favorite they'll be this year. I think it's a team for me this week.
5: Yeah, whereas, like, the Eagles are going to be favorites every other game yeah. the rest of the year. So, yeah, I think if you have one... It's scary. The because Jags. There's a lot of people going to pick the Jags. Always scary. Um, man, do I love talking Survivor. How about some NFC adjusted season win totals next on the numbers game at Vicent, the Sports Betting Network.
4: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,
1: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life...
2: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
5: BetMGM, the kick of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards sports betting's premier loyalty program including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM, with BetMGM, that's sign up with BetMGM, that is. Or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit bedmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander. Kelly Bidlin here as well. Um, did you catch this with uh, O's, the mentalist? Not to keep going back to O's, but you can understand I'm a little freaked out. Uh, Spanky yesterday chiming in on this. And he said, one of the most important skills being a pro sports better is convincing bookmakers to book your bets. The ability to influence minds is critical. Not many know this, but O's the Mentalist has been a consultant of mine for many years to help me reach my goals. He's the best. I had no idea. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. There's your tie-in with that. By the way, our buddy Matt Brown. Matt Brown, who's the co-host with Stormy Bonatoni of the Final Countdown here each and every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the network. But, of course, our buddy from uh, Primetime Action, um, he had a he had an um, awesome tweet. What did he write what what uh, up there? I just stumbled upon this from yesterday. He
6: had, uh, QB records against the spread after getting divorced in season. My column below. <laughs> <With> nothing below. <laughs> My column below. I think, I think Matt's thinking uh, we're making too big a deal out of the uh, Tom Brady giselle situation, Gil.
5: My column below—that's outstanding. <laughs> Did you have anything else on Survivor you want to say? You no, know, you, we were just talking off-air about how I've got multiple entries left, you've got one entry, so it's it's good to hear how those things differ.
6: Yeah, I think it's fascinating the way you have to look at the way, way the way you have to look at things with multiple entries and kind of all the different paths. And for me it's really just one entry, what's yeah. in front of me, you know, kind of project down the road, which to of me, teams you don't want to use. Yeah. But um
5: That's still the purest
6: form of this though.
5: And yeah. We'll all have one entry in the end, pretty yep. much.
6: Yeah, no, exactly. But it's uh it, I mean, when when you look at the percentages, I guess lucky to have gotten to this point already this season, but the uh <laughs> the Jaguars, rolling with that one this weekend,
5: that will not be, uh, I'm sure that won't be sweaty at all. Russell Ambrose on Twitter, thanks for all the feedback and being in the book. Am I crazy for leaning Titans this weekend, Survivor? Don't see a chance to use them until December 24th in Nashville versus the Texans. Titans, of course, playing the Washington commodes. Um, you're not crazy. This just in, Washington, not all that good at football. But I'd lean towards the other. Because Washington does have some play, They're not terrible. Famous last words, by the way. Rack that for a later week. <laughs> They're not terrible. By the way, you should rack the O's, the mentalist part, where he goes, Kelly doesn't even know what's going on in his head.
6: Yeah, I got to pull that for an audio draft. You know, That's pretty that
5: good. Uh, this is from Why So Serious. He says, do you think people would have had less of a problem with the Judge cut-ins, talking about the Aaron Judge home run cut-ins, if ESPN aired more than one baseball game a week during the regular season? Well, I think the baseball people are probably annoyed by that. But I would actually look at it mostly the opposite of on a college football Saturday, like the average person watching, you know, LSU play Auburn, let's just say, probably isn't all that interested in Aaron Judge's home run <laughs> at that moment, guessing. Um, but Man, are they glad that that thing has come to an end, that's for sure. All right. Uh, we have tried to do this every week on the show as well, which is the notion of adjusted season win totals in season. I used to talk about this on Betting Dork, on the Beating the Book podcasts, um, Megapod, by the way, tomorrow. Can't wait for that. Uh, and also here on a numbers game uh, about me doing this, this stock market thing I would do. You know, sort of in the uh, the back rooms. It was a Lehman Brothers thing. It was like the most popular thing at Lehman Brothers, and I was fortunate enough to be a part of that for years. Where it would be a buy sell, a buy price and a sell price on teams every week. It was like stock marketing. But essentially, um, what was once off the grid is now out there in the open and legal. And and the DraftKings, the BetMGMs of the world, put these out every week now. And so there's a whole new betting audience that wouldn't know any better. They're like, oh, this has always existed. No, this is a new development over the last few years. And so we try to look at these markets every week, NFC and AFC, and try to see if there's any value. Kelly, do you want to start a show or do you want me to with a couple? Uh, Go ahead. Okay. So I have a couple, and it's right at the top and right at the bottom. And I've sort of alluded to them already on the show today, but – Maybe not so much in the Eagles' case. The Eagles' adjusted season win total is 12.5. The over is juiced at minus 165. I'm not sure that's juiced enough. The Eagles, as I mentioned, will be favored in every other game this season, probably. Yeah. Uh, barring injury. So if that's the case, what you're asking for them to do, they're 4-0 and currently. They just got to go 9-4 and the rest of the way. that's not outlandish. I'm sitting back here laughing a bit that you brought that up first because
6: I was having the same conversation with someone yesterday.
5: Nine and four. I mean, if we go through the Eagles' schedule, even if you're being liberal about their losses, it's tough to come up with them just going eight and five. So I I think that's pretty good. But, you know, I like one better than that. And you can guess because I've mentioned them several times on the show today, which is, The Carolina Panthers, I don't mean to pick, I didn't come into work thinking I was going to pick on the Carolina Panthers on this Yom Kippur Day of Atonement. Maybe I'll have to atone for this later. But the Carolina Panthers' adjusted season win total is what, five and a half? Five and a half. With, by the way, the under and plus money. Yep. They're one and three. Show me where they're getting five more wins on that schedule. As currently constituted. Again, a team, let's say it one more time. 0-24, 0-24 0 and 24, 0 and 24 in the last 24 when the opponent scores 17, 1 in 26, lifetime under Matt Rule when the opponent scores 17. You see, five, you see six. What is it? Uh, five, you see five more wins on that schedule. Niners at home at the Rams, home against Tampa Bay, at the Falcons. Let's say we give them that one. Well, they split with the Falcons. Let's say they get one of those. right? Yeah, let's
6: say we get one of them.
5: At Bengals, home Falcons. Let's say they get home Falcons. At Ravens. Home Broncos, let's give them that. Okay, sure. We're trying to get to we're trying to get to five more wins. At Seahawks, let's give them that. Let's give them that, and that's being generous. Steelers, Lions, let's give them one of those. At Bucks, at Saints, like you got to struggle is the point to get to those five wins. And the over is plus money on the five and a half. The under. You mean yeah. The under. Pardon me. Is, yep. is 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 plus money. I would take that bet.
6: I'm with you there. Um... Look the uh, the other one that I circled a Seahawks over. I'll go to the bottom of it. I'm not. I'm not as you know. I think we've had a lot of love for the Seahawks on the show uh, on the show today. Um, look, I don't think this is a great team by any means, but I we do. I do think that it, they've yeah. shown enough so far that they're going to be feisty here uh, throughout so, the season. And I think what we've seen from the NFC West is maybe this division is a little, not quite as good as we thought they were, especially, you know, the Rams. And I think there's some issues going on with the Cardinals right now. And you're talking about a Seahawks team um, that, you know, you look at their schedule and they've got the, you know, Giants at home. We talk about the Saints on the road this week. I don't think that's a completely unwinnable game. Uh, I mean, Cardinals at home the next week. There's some winnable games on there to me. So that was one that stuck out to me. The one that I am going to be keeping my eye on All season is just this Giants one because I did take a nice position over on them at seven and a half. So, kind of hope they keep winning and I can bring back in on an under on them because I do think they're going to end up right in that seven to nine kind of win range there. So, that's the one, uh, that's the one, uh, uh, the other one I'll be constantly looking at this year.
5: Yeah, the thing with all these, of course, is you have to wait till the end of the season to cash it, but that's better than having made them in the past as a pre-flop bet and then having to wait the entire season. So, you know, it is truncated in that, in that respect. The, the only counter to the Seahawks, by the way, the Seahawks 2-2, two and, two, and you're just trying to get them to six also. Right. So they'd, they'd have to win just four more games. And by the way, the over is plus money for them to even win those four games. The obvious counter for the Seahawks is, even in victory this past week, right, they did give up 45 to the Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift-less Oh, totally. Detroit Lions. I, it's not a good football team. Right. <laughs>
6: I'm not saying that. You're yeah, just trying
5: to cobble together four. I think I like the Panthers the best of all of those, but the Eagles not too far behind. Not to go to the you know the top and the bottom, but that's honestly what, what leapt off the page for me in this respect for the NFC. The, the,
6: the other one, just quickly to point out, Vikings, as much as I love them, like 10 and a half, it, we're getting to the point where an under might have some value on that team, I think. I'm not running. I I love the Vikings. They've still been up there in my power rankings.
5: We have, we have definitely calmed down on that.
6: Yeah, though. but like, yes. could we go full nuclear Kirk Cousins in a bad way? This this season starts to middle out. Sure, that could absolutely happen. So I, I think 10 and a half, I'm not running a bet. If somehow they pull out another win this week, and this is up to 11 on 11 and a half, I don't know. An under might be a good play then.
5: Yeah, or put otherwise through a survivor lens. You are never not thrilled to have put to have won the Vikings and put that behind you.
6: Quickly before we go, Gil, pro tip of the hour: this uh, in golf betting, if you're betting in the fall, just be careful with what you're what you're betting and how much you're betting. These guys have not played as much recently, not as much recent data to go off of. Just be careful
5: with your bet sizes. That's for Visa and Pro subscribers only at Visa.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Thank you so much, Lombardi Line. Next, enjoy from Visa the Sports Betting Network.